Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Hey guys, Ryan Satin here from Wrestling Sheet Radio. Let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane enemies. Score loads of loot and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat in between watching professional wrestling. Mayhem is available now on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Go out and get it. Rated M for Mature. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. 
Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my special guest co-host today, Jay Washington. Oh, thank you for having me in. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, no, I was it's funny. Uh, one of the fans of the show, Tanner, he, he tweeted me when, he, when I mentioned that Roka wasn't going to be on the show, and he's like, I hope that you have Jay Washington <laughs> come in, and I was like... Deal. <laughs> I had already because I had already talked to Jay about it prior, but uh, I was I, I was happy to get you in here because uh, as for anyone who watched the SmackDown recap that I did without Roka, where I was just alone, it was rough. I was lost out here. I didn't. I was right when Roka told me he wasn't gonna be able to be here. I was like, oh no. Oh, and man. I think I had something to do because you did hit me up for it, and I had something I had to do. And I was like, I can't make it, unfortunately. And he's like, okay, let's see if I get somebody else. The next thing I know, you're here doing it. Hey, it's me. I asked so many people, and it was like, because it's, it's tough. We know we were, we were behind the curtain while we filmed this at 10 a.m. or whatever. So, um, you know, most people are working. Uh, and Jay, luckily, has the ability to have a flexible schedule to do these kind of things. He comes into Collider for other stuff yeah. as well. So it's nice. But a lot of people are like, my, my other co-hosts, they've got like full day jobs during the day. And they're like, dude, I, I can't come in at 10 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, fuck. Like, Roka works here. <laughs> so like, he's he's just, allowed to just come back in here and do the show. Just pull him out. The just come on in the studio real quick. Yeah. And then for Wrestling Sheet Radio, you know, I felt bad that I didn't do a show last week. But that was on me. That wasn't because everyone was full-time work. That was because I had something to do. Yeah. So I feel bad, but I'm glad you were able to step in so we didn't have to miss another show. Because oh, I was I'm not going to do another one myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just would have loved to watch the torture in your face. I'm looking at the camera, so I'm here again. I would have just pretended that you were here this time. I would have just, that would have been even worse. I'm hopping back. To, <laughs> that probably would have been, yeah. Going back and forth seat to seat. So what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Well, back <laughs> when I was in Chicago and I was an independent wrestler. And now I'm doing it in SoCal, and this scene <laughs> is so much different. So much different. Yeah, Mark, who uh, who owns Collider, he was um, he was impressed with some of the wrestling videos you've posted. Yeah. He, he talked to me about it yesterday when he saw you were going to be here. Hey, man, I keep telling everybody, I'm way lighter. When, being a 140, 150 pounds lighter makes you lighter on your feet, more oh, agile than you've already been. And so it feels good being back in the ring. Good. Now, now I want to do more things. All the things. <laughs> All of them. Give them to me. Well, let's get into the things on SmackDown Live. Uh, I was a big fan of last night's show. I thought they've had a really... Uh, I thought this entire week of programming was a pretty solid week of programming from WWE. I think Raw, Raw was a great program. You and I talked about that. Mm-hmm. I think SmackDown had a great start but tapered off towards the end. Okay. I feel that. The, the kickoff with New Day and the FTRKO, then the interjection with Brock at the end, everything was beautiful. How long before Brock has to cut off his beard and mustache? Oh, don't. What's the, what's the over and under amount of days? I'll be honest with you. I, I have the same thought because he does this all the time. He comes in, he comes with, in it. with it, and you go, you go like, oh, is he bringing that Viking beard back? Because he looks like such a badass when he has that Viking beard. That Viking beard to be gone before October fourth. I know, dude. I thought the same thing because I, I was like, oh, Viking beard, hell yeah! But I, I get tricked every time he does yeah. it. I'm, it's literally just they called Brock at the last minute, and he just didn't feel like shaving. Well, from what I was reading, Nate, this has been planned for the longest. I but think Brock, it has been. But Brock was like, I'm not shaving. 
stupid. Yeah, but they can have things planned for the longest and still not necessarily like he, he's at. He, they hit a Brock and he's like, oh, is it September 17th already? Damn. Okay. Well, I, just I don't got like my shaving today, but I'll roll over like, there. I just got my flight itinerary, Paul. Like, I'm supposed to leave out in the morning. Isn't that next month? You know? Like, he's like, <laughs> I got deer to hunt today or whatever he's doing out in Canada. But so. that started off so hot. Yeah. Because I, I love the whole Co- – I love Kofi Kingston as champion for several reasons. And one primarily is that I can stand on my own. The fact he sent back well, – let's – before we fully get into that, okay, let's get let's cover the stuff that happened before because I do want to have a full discussion yeah, yeah, yeah. On, on that conversation. Let's first we'll do the match. So the, the, the show starts uh, like you said, New Day versus FTRKO. Um, what do you think about that match? It was a solid match. Mm-hmm. I, I like how you again. We've always talked about this. When Randy Orton wants to play, he will play, yep. and he loves to play with these guys. He's having fun in the ring with them again. This isn't a Randy Orton that's phoning it in. This is a Randy Orton that's like, all right, we can work. And pl- probably having his family there ringside may have pushed a little bit over, but he's having fun, and all the guys work together greatly. You know, they kept selling the Xavier Woods knee. The arc, uh, the revival kept doing what the revival does. Nobody steered away or shot away from what, who they are or what they are. Yeah, they got a full seventeen minutes here. They pretty got much. a full match. There yeah. was no. They were. If we're going to do the Brock thing, we're going to do it afterwards. We're not going to do a run in and have it stop the match. You're going to get a full match. And it ends in a beautiful fashion. There's no trickery. There's no, it's, yeah, Kofi Kingston goes over SOS on uh, Scott Dawson, as it should. And you now, because now you've eliminated this Randy Orton feud. You killed it. Cause you think he, it's done out here? Because I felt like with this, they did a good job of not making the Orton feud feel too secondary in, in what's going on. Is that like, they gave him a 17-minute match mm-hmm. so that Randy Orton would be like, we're still in a feud here. Like, that's... One episode, I, I, I you know. I agree with that, but think about it. They said it. Tom Phillips even said it. He closed the door on that rivalry. Mm-hmm. You had the two matches. You had the SummerSlam match. Mm-hmm. Then you had the rematch. Class champion, yeah. Right. You can't win after that. So unless we're – there's no reason to do a rubber match in a sense. Okay. There's no reason to. So now Randy Orton has to work his way back up the proverbial ladder to a championship opportunity. See – now, they may or may not do this. Well, here's the thing. Because I don't think is, they're going to have Orton interfere in this Brock Holtz program. I don't either, but although they do have history with the whole they, elbow thing. Yeah, they do. They that. definitely do. Um, however, it is a tricky situation because Hell in a Cell is a few, uh, two days after the premiere on Fox. So that's like a weird balance there. Is that like, does that mean Kofi's not going to defend the title at Hell in a Cell? I feel like the reason there's this balancing act going on is because... Now it becomes a triple threat at Hell in a Cell? Not, not necessarily a triple threat, but I... And I don't know this. Obviously, this is my guess. I feel like Kofi's going to win. I, I, think, I think Kofi's going to win because you can't just have Brock in because it's always that automatic, oh, of course Brock's coming of in. Of course. He's you have to have Brock be on Fox. He's going to take the title. I, th- I do believe Kofi's winning this match. But I hope they don't do the rematch that quick two days later. If they do, I hope he still keeps it. I think what I could see happening is he beats Brock in after a dope match. Yeah. He beats Brock. Um, and then it gets announced. The Orton match gets announced for Hell in a Cell after that. Well, Kobe's okay, also the, Yeah. And then at Hell in a Cell... Brock comes out, and it's not even a Hell in a Cell match. It's just Brock it's just versus right. Orton, and and Brock comes out 
pissed that he lost about pissed that he lost to Fox. Okay, and just destroys maybe both of them or one, if not both of them, and then sets up a Survivor Series of Triple Threat. Triple Threat. Okay, I could, I could go with that. that or that even work. just Brock versus Kofi no. at at Survivor. Oh well, no, because it's Survivor Series. It's got to be. It's gonna be well, champ versus champ, so it would be in my mind. Fiend. You know, it, it really, it really confuses me again with how they keep doing Survivor Series now, because we've gone from brand versus brand, which in all rights, that's what it should go back to, especially this year. There's always one brand versus brand match. Yeah, but also, that's a good point because I didn't think about it, but this is gonna be not long after the draft, this draft which they're clearly. Making a point to this say this is exclusivity. We're These putting are separate a line shows. in the sand. These, These are, are separate, separate shows, shows. separate storylines, yeah. separate everything, separate teams behind the scenes. Everything. Does that mean they're going to have separate pay per views again? Because they haven't said that. Hell no, they're not. They can't do the, uh, they if, won't, if they that. They can't all have the same pay per views. They, they can. They can again. They were joint. They'll just start calling them joint, joint pay per shows or whatever. Yeah, they'll be called. Because remember, does they that were mean called- NXT will be included? I think that's a whole different ball. I look. Don't put, I know. I know it's confusing. No, I don't think. No, I don't think it's confusing as far as NXT because I think NXT is still NXT no Take matter over what. The, yeah. It's no matter what. It's still NXT. You would think they'd include one or two matches though. If it's super shows, they would include maybe one or two NXT matches. Mm. You know, I heard Johnny Gargano talking on um, Chasing Glory podcast with Lily Garcia that I've been listening to this week, and he talked about how like you know it was his dream growing up. Obviously, to have a WrestleMania moment, um, but now he enjoys being in NXT so much that he would be totally cool with and you know and just having his whole career finish out in NXT. But he was also saying that he hopes that in building up the NXT brand, that that they could hopefully just like Raw and SmackDown be included in WrestleMania, and he could still have a WrestleMania moment under the NXT now, umbrella. I can see, I can see a WrestleMania moment. I can see that. I can definitely see that. But in order to get there, you have to have all of them on the pay-per-view. You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. I think because I think we're, we're really stri- like you don't. You can have you. Can, this show has been this brand makes its debut on cable network television. Uh-huh. It makes its rounds. All of, they all of a sudden they want this spotlight. They have an NXT match. Yeah, they'll have Takeover the night before, of course, or the the night prior to the Hall of Fame. But then they do have the one match that is on WrestleMania to so give them a WrestleMania moment because again it helps push up NXT as well. You do that. But when we're going back to Survivor Series, when we go back to all this, I don't think they'll be included. I do think, however. <sighs> This triple threat <laughs> sounds nice. It does. Well, here's why. Because I think you, you can do it. Because I don't think they'll do champion versus champion. Because I do believe The Fiend will beat Seth Rollins. He has to. You just you cannot have him go in Hell in a Cell. And I get Seth Rollins is on this Beast Slayer, Monster Slayer role. Can't have him. You can't have him, have him beat The Fiend. But this way you keep Fiend versus Seth Rollins rematch for WrestleMania. I mean, not WrestleMania, excuse me, Survivor Series. And then you can potentially build that triple threat if they go that route with Kofi, Brock, and Orton at Survivor Series. If they are doing the, the champ versus champ thing at Survivor Series, though... I want to see Kofi Kingston get his ass whooped, and you would never hear me say that any other time. <laughs> I actually was going to say it's the one instance where 
I think I'd be okay with Brock beating Kofi for yeah, the title beforehand. Just to have to go into it with the Fiend? So it's Brock versus the Fiend. Yeah, because if Kofi does it, I, I don't. I, look, I would love to see Kofi beat the Fiend. Don't get me wrong. But <laughs> I still want to see the Fiend beat <laughs> Hey, the don't get me wrong. Hey, you know. Because <laughs> it's just been something. This character has been so great. Yeah. And so when it comes to this thing, and I know, again, this is about SmackDown. We're talking about this joint pay-per-view that they're – I mean – it's it just so much. Can we talk about SmackDown? Because my brain will trust go all- me. <laughs> I, the, honestly, all these things make my brain want to explode too. Because I'm like, I just want to know how it's all going to work out. Even you know, yesterday, <laughs> like at such a minute level, was Thad came to me and he's like, "Hey, man, I've seen all these commercials on TV. I've seen all the advertisements on sports. I'm very aware that like a lot of wrestling changes are happening <laughs> in the future." He was like. Are you changing your schedule? Like you might. I, I feel like you're going to have to change your schedule, aren't you? And I I was like, yeah, I am. I just want to talk yeah. to you about it. And he was like, no, no, I get it. I know there's like a lot of other sh- shows in the studio and stuff. And I was like, honestly, just trying to figure out what my schedule will be to, in order to do recaps and cover AEW and NXT and do my normal wrestling sheet radio show. I'm like... It's like overwhelming. Let me tell you something. I don't get paid for all none of this, <laughs> so I wouldn't be figuring out any schedule. No, well, I'm just. It, I, 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 no, no, no. I, I do understand that it's, it's going to get real difficult in October. Yes, more than that's really what it that's is. What, it's not. It's not this week, and it's, it's just October once AEW and SmackDown hits Fox. That's when everything changes because now your wrestling is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And we don't know the day. We don't know when Impact is going to be if, you, if people decide to cover Impact. So it's okay. <laughs> you put that little <laughs> if in there. <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, it's going to Axis. It's still Impact. Uh, <laughs> I, I love the guys. I got a lot of friends on the roster, and they know it's Impact. But <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> I just I feel like it's going to be hard to try to. If you do the every other every other day thing, the problem becomes Friday night. Mm-hmm. How do you go to a uh, Saturday recap? You have to do pretty much a Monday morning thing for SmackDown because that's you know, the only- Aaron Turner brought up a good point that I'm maybe thinking of doing. Maybe thinking of doing that it was the first person to mention that I was like, hmm, that could solve things. Is doing a watch along. For SmackDown. You might have to. Because I'm here. I could be here in the office at 5 to 8. Like, yeah, 5 to 7. Yeah, like, especially. And that's the thing. Because the West Coast, we get it early. Early. If so we I were, technically can be here at 5 on a Friday. So that, I don't think that would be a bad idea. If you're going to do a, do a watch along this way, when it comes back to Monday, all you have to cover is potentially a pay-per-view. That's well, and I don't even do pay per view recaps. So, well, see, and then that's done. So I really just want to do. I like doing the TV show recaps just because I I would do pay per view recaps if I had the time and the the manpower. In yeah, here. absolutely, absolutely. But I don't want it to be like that SmackDown recap where I was sitting here alone going like, uh, so I watched the pay per view uh, during this Eric match. Rowan. Cool. You know? I still feel that way about Eric Rowan. Cool. <laughs> We can talk about it later. I just, I just have to say, I do not. I get it. There's some people that don't need to talk. He is one of them. He is one of. There is a I reason. I disagree with you. So let's let's, let's okay, curve let's that go. one. We'll go. We'll curve that one first. But first, let's get back to SmackDown. So um, New Day wins. I like the finish. Uh, I like the match. To be honest with yes, you, yes, I love the match. Like we said, they went long. Very good match. Um, Everybody got their good shine on it. It worked totally. Um, and then, uh, like you said, Brock Lesnar comes out. Uh, he tells Kofi. He says. No, he doesn't sorry, tell Paul, Paul, Paul says Harry. that you know he's challenging Kofi to the debut episode on Smack uh, on Fox of SmackDown on October fourth, and Kofi basically says that you know when he won the title, he promised to be a fighting champion. So because of that, 
He accepts. I loved all of this. I just wonder if back in Kofi's mind, he really was like, hell no, you can't get a title shot. <laughs> you want to go get a lot. You don't just jump it up. Because that was another thing. Because AJ Styles, remember at the last pay-per-view, said Braun Strowman got a title match by simply looking at the belt. Yeah. AJ, I mean, Paul Heyman came in and just said, Brock gets a title shot. If I'm Kofi, I'm like, didn't you see what happened on Raw? Besides, take his big ass in the back. Because I don't want Brock to be one of the people. Look, I understand I beat Randy Orton. I've beat all these comers I've had on SmackDown. Brock Lesnar comes. And, yeah, when he had the money in the bank, he was like, cool, let him run up. That is a whole different ball game now. Somebody who just <laughs> sitting around and just walks in. Like, yeah, like you don't have to say yes. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to say. You no, like, but see, I actually, and I agree with you. If it were me, I'd be like, uh, did you win a number one contenders match? Hey, Shane, where are you at? Laters, you know, like walking it away. It could have happened after he did the F5. After the F5 would have said, okay, Brock. But see, I actually hear liked that that wasn't what it was yeah. because I I actually feel like Kofi is one of the few champions that they've had of, of recent memory where like the 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 legacy factor is so important to him you know yeah, they, I understand they that. showed him in in Ghana Which with crowds beautiful. of people behind him like he's had to take down all these big competitors in the ring you know that he he is he has become um, someone that people look up to. Yeah. And so because of that, I kind of like that he wasn't a bitch. That he was like, that he, he, he took it. It ain't in. no bitch if it's, if it's self-preservation. True. <laughs> but, but I like that he like took no, it I, in, I, I, I internalized it. it, was like, you know what? The only way that legacy has continued, the only way I become, you know, in the history books forever is beating people like Brock Lesnar. And so yeah. I kind of liked that it was like, cool, done. And Brock was like, this chump. <laughs> I mean, just won't be to toss you. Like, and I'm like, okay, that for me, I get, I get the legacy issue. Yeah. I get the the respect factor because, again, when you look at it month wise, it's only been five months. Yeah, totally. If if that five six months because it was March. WrestleMania was in March, right? Uh, no, April. April. Five months since his title reign, but because he's had so many matches for that title, it seems so much longer. So it's like, okay, are we trying to get him to the yearly mark? Or are we just like, he's run through enough, he's established, he is a legit champ. He's not a paper champ by any means. But then we like, hey, we know we have to have Brock. He's this money, he's this big, he's this big prize ticket. And I, I get that. I completely understand. He's a big prize ticket. You put him on TV, fans can go on the internet and say what they want. But nonetheless, people tune in, people buy tickets to see that man, whether you like it or not. But if I'm Kofi Kingston, I'm talking to Vince, I'm like, can we work up to this or something? So, like, I can do some stuff. I my think mind. we are getting a year reign. I think we're going to get WrestleMania to WrestleMania for Kofi Kingston. I also, I, and I feel like he he beats Brock, and then those two have a feud for the next six months that leads to WrestleMania where it's Brock finally one. takes it. And Brock takes it. I can live with that. Yeah. If that, be the ca- if that be the case, I honestly have no complaint behind it. I mean, like, my what I wanted was to end, what I my actual want was I wanted Kofi to take it to Mania. And have Big E win the Royal Rumble. Not a turn, but have Big E win the Royal Rumble. And it just have to go against each other. And just New Day versus, not in a negative way. No, 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 I know, yeah. Power of positivity, like, but like, where they just go head to head and Big E wins in a, in a, in a clean, in clean fashion. fashion. And they just together raise a hand up. And now, like, the torch gets passed to Big E for the next year of, like, now it's your turn. I like Warrior Satin's thinking, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
That was what I want to see happen. That's what I personally everybody want to see happen. But everybody keeps saying Big E with the turn. I'm like, I hate that. Yeah, I don't. That's that the doesn't one. promote what they've been all about no, this whole time. No, that takes positivity. The power of positivity completely out the windows. That means all those pancakes have been bought for nothing. Nothing. No, I, I'm glad we're on the same page. Here. That's exactly how I feel about the situation. Um, I also think it was very, very smart to have Brock Lesnar versus Kofi as the main event of the first match uh, on SmackDown Absolutely. debut it's, on Again, Fox. just said it. Big, big prize guy. People are going to tune in to see this. I don't think he's wrestled on TV in like for. I don't think he's. He, he has, it's his first match on SmackDown in 15 years. That's crazy. He's been on Raw. Has he wrestled on Raw though? Because so, I saw someone point out, and I could. I, has he I could be wrong, but someone point. I saw someone on Twitter, and I could totally be wrong, but someone on Twitter said this is his first TV match since he's come back. I wouldn't. I think it is. It might be his it's first TV, TV match. It is. Which is a, he's been back for a long time. That, I say that he's back for like a is, long time. It is his first TV I don't match. Think he's wrestling on Raw because he's only he's only been his contract stated he only would wrestle at times on pay per views. He would do appearances on Raw. He comes out. He builds it on Raw. Raw. He comes out. He'll attack someone. Yeah. But I don't think he's like wrestled on TV in forever. Hey, right? Get mad at Vince McMahon for certain things if you want to. That is a smart move. I agree. And clearly, Brock's contract is worth a lot of money for him to say, "I got it." Back when he was Money in the Bank holder, when he was holding the Money in the Bank, I predicted it then. I was like, "Dude, he should hold it and he should cash in on the very first episode, or well, at least say I, I wanted him I'm to hold cashing it to, in during the first episode." On Fox. I wanted him to hold it the year. I would include that too. I, once he found out that he could hold it a year, when he got that, oh, he was like, I can't. I wanted Brock to hold it that year because as much as it annoys people, think how much it annoys you when every week you're like, is Brock going to pop up? Yep. Is Brock going to pop up? Because that's all you're watching yep. it for. Because you're like, is it going to happen? Is like it gonna the happen? Fiend now. You're like, is the Fiend going to pop up? Yep. So, meh. totally agree with you. So, I'm, I think that was very smart of them, even though they didn't do it with the money in the bank, to have made that the decision because that's going to be. It's going to be a huge deal. That's mm-hmm. gonna, and that's going to be a very cool first episode. I'm very excited for that in L.A. So we'll get to see that, too. Uh, I'm hoping I can get tickets and or become uh, extra security. If y'all need some background security, WWE, <laughs> look, you use y'all a lot need of a security guard to have Looper, Looper, <laughs> Luke Harper uh, get big booted. Uh, you can tell you something. I'll Claymore kick the shit out of Harper. They'd be like, <laughs> when does security get training? Six, six hours before the match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so then we had Sasha Banks doing a backstage promo. By the way, this is all the, the recap that I'm reading from uh, is from ProWrestling.net. Usually Roka does his own kind of notes from watching the show, but I didn't have time to do that. Um, and I love the people at ProWrestling.net for the most part. So uh, good website. That's where I'm reading the recaps. They do great results uh, on, on most of all the shows. Very reliable source for that kind of thing. Uh, so Sasha Banks was backstage, um, asked about Becky and Charlotte, uh, said she's the star of the division and accepted Becky's challenge for a Hell in a Cell match. Um, which didn't make any sense because she threw out the challenge, didn't she? Be- Becky threw it out. Didn't Sasha throw it out? Saying, like, Ch- fight me at Hell in a Cell, bitch, or something like that. And uh, I probably missed that on Raw. Maybe I'm wrong. I could totally be yeah, wrong. Yeah, I might have missed it. <laughs> I might totally be wrong. Um, and then, and well, this says I'm wrong, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess I'm wrong. So uh, then Bailey comes in and said uh, she would answer all the questions about Charlotte Flair in the ring. Um, and then we cut to a backstage interview with uh, Rowan, which is what you want to talk about. Rowan seems happy that Cole knew his name. He says that uh, he told Cole the attacks on Reigns were meant to scare him and show him 
that his perceived dominance is only an illusion. Uh, he called himself overlooked and underappreciated and most of all disrespected. Um, and then he said that WWE Universe, Roman Reigns, Dan O'Brien all thought of him as a grunt in the background, but he's more than that. Uh, he's a schemer. He's a leader. And uh, he didn't want to talk about Harper. They asked about Harper. He said, let, he said, let Luke, ask Luke Harper about Luke Harper. Yeah, Luke Harper will talk for himself. Um, and then he said he would never allow anyone to disrespect him. Here's, here's where I brought up earlier about certain people don't need to speak. There are certain behemoths who their presence is imposing. And I understand Eric Rowan has been his presence for the longest. And you see him and you're just like, all right. It wasn't until the Daniel Bryan thing, even with the Bludgeon Brothers, we still focus more on Harper. Yep. But with the Daniel Bryan thing, you looked at him more seriously. I feel like he doesn't need to have to be this articulate, spoken person. Say a few words at a time, and you still show your dominance. Because Luke Harper probably won't speak. Maybe not. I don't know. He probably, probably not. We'll I see. I hope he does. I don't think he's that bad on the mic. No, no. Brody is amazing yeah. on the mic. He's amazing on the mic. Let me not. Let me make sure I clarify that. It's just that this persona, I get what you're trying to show. I'm totally. smart. I'm, I'm smart. I can do these plans. But still keep him as this monster, no matter what. And sometimes I feel he's trying to get comfortable with talking on the mic now. That's kind of how I get. I get the exact same vibe. That like they're trying to get him to flex that muscle to see if he has it. And I'm. I, while I agree with you, I don't hate that he talks that he's talking so much now because he's been so quiet for so long. Okay, like I, and this is just me, but like I talk so much, and I know you're you're probably on the similar wavelength where like I couldn't imagine being quiet that long. Oh man, I used to do pro. Oh my god, you know what I mean? Let me tell you something about the promos I did with the Soul Touches, where it had to be just C Red, Willie, and Marshadum talking, and I'm in the back. I'm like, y'all gonna let me say something? <laughs> but no, I understand. No, and I get it. I completely do. You're a talent. You want to show your talent. You to show you're here for a reason and that you're not just for lack of a better term someone's muscle yeah you're not just a heavy yeah and I, I get i'm completely understanding of that it's just that we and yeah like you said he hasn't talked but i feel like when the first thing the first time he speaks you want him speaking to be something to just like whoa yeah like the first time he spoke when it was on smackdown when he started talking everything it was like this is a regular guy talking trying to be angry, mm -hmm. which I get it, but when we're talking about the sports entertainment world, the over-exaggeration of things, there are things we should have seen more out of that. That is, again, my perspective. No, no, it makes sense. You know, so. I, I, I did like them giving him a backstage sit-down only because they can produce it a little better. Oh, yeah, they can actually go back. And, and they yeah. can go back and be like, hey, this, change that. He can be produced. Oh, yeah, yeah. You he know, as opposed to in the ring where he's just kind of a uh, Winging it, you Which, know. Which, by the way, I want to talk about another backstage thing that's produced. It's not on the probably on the rundown, on your rundown. But we need to talk about the AOP. Can we not have them do the Alistair Black thing? That's funny. I said the same thing to Roka that it was very Alistair Black like. Can we please have them not do? We're gonna find a but fight. I did so, like the vignette. I, I didn't like the similarity. Of, yeah, that's the whole part. That's my yeah. only issue. The whole Alistair Black. We're looking for a fight. Who's gonna fight us? Yeah. Because the only people that could legitimately stand up to AOP are the Viking Raiders. Yes. And may, maybe the OC. Yeah. Maybe they'll have heavy machinery, too. Because the OC are kind of bad guys. Yeah, that's true. The OC are heels. And, and I'm also not sure what show AOP are on. Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because the draft is going to come up. And the then draft they'll, come, they'll, that's they'll why, finalize and that's smart. Here's another thing. And I know we got to go on. That's okay. They're talk, the fact that everybody finally re-signed these deals. <laughs> <laughs> everybody finally was like... You need me that bad, don't you? Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> all of a sudden, 
they've all re-signed? Like some, I don't know if Rusev has re-signed well, or if he just came back. First of all, let me just say this. Rusev lives down the street from where they were filming. He lives in, he lives in that area. So it wasn't that far for him to go to come to work to do much. But as far as Harper, he resigned. Yeah, he must have resigned. That's, that's well, not, I wouldn't say that, no, because... You're going to say that they no, did because that and that's not a resign? The only thing I would say is this, is that... And I, this is just my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. This is totally my guesswork. But if he was having trouble getting released like he wanted to... I go back say, on TV. They, go, they could say, no, we're freezing your contract because you're refusing to work. And he goes, no, just let me out. And they go, no, not only that, but remember when you were out for six months? We also tacked that on. So he's like, shit, the only way I'm going to get out of my contract is is if I go back to work. And he has to tell them. and, and And it's very possible that he goes, okay, fine. Don't want my release. Want to go back to work, and, and then all of a sudden his contract is up. And then he, they, well, no, but they could say, well, shit. Now that he has said that, now his the tr- the clock's back up. So now we're paying him to do nothing. Like now, yeah. now we are paying him to do nothing. Yeah. You know, and there's nothing that can be done about it. But in this sense, like, well, everyone loves him so much. Like, bring him back to TV. That's what I honestly think happened. Is that like he said? Okay. He finally said, okay, fine. Don't want my release. And they're like, cool. We're gonna put you to work. That, that works. If that that be the case, that works. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm looking up people who are thinking like, okay, that works. That makes sense. I've been sense. trying to put all these things together. Yeah, because <laughs> it, like, it, it was just like I, I got when the draft, when all of a sudden I knew the Fox thing was coming. And we'd heard of the draft happening. But when they finally made it official, it was like, okay, now you're bringing everybody back mm-hmm. who was holding out or you didn't have anything to do with them just yet. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, but uh, the thing is, too, this is the weird thing about the Harper Rowan situation. The last time we saw them together, they were known as the Bludgeon Brothers. Yes. They were... And only one name. Now they both got their full names now back. They got their full, which, by the way, is great. Yes. Thank you for that one. Thank you. That was annoying <laughs> only calling them one name. But it's... They got their names back, but they're not... Are they the Bludgeon Brothers? Are they not? Are well, they that just, was funny, too, because they were doing... And we'll get to the they end did part, everything But they the did all their <laughs> Bludgeon Brothers moves. Stuff. Yeah. I thought the same thing. But I will say this. If they are going to be... Bludgeon Brothers, because I don't think they're going to carry around the hammers anymore. I think they've realized that Rowan got way more over just wearing metal shirts than he was in, like, a huge hammer in this well, ominous and hood and everything. camouflage pants, they work. Yeah. And the, they, yeah, they still kept as the camouflage pants. some hunter pants, yeah, they work. <laughs> they kept those still. But uh, I think that they – I'm hoping that they noticed that, like, it was working better when they just let Rowan be a normal guy. Yeah. So I am hoping that it's somewhere in the middle because the Bludgeon Brothers were dope. I took, nothing, cool moves. I took nothing from them. They're just saying the no, gimmick. Yeah. It's the gimmick that we just totally, we legit totally. had. The, the reason Eric Rowan it was not is Eric Rowan now was because Luke Harper was gone. They weren't <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers. And then when you saw me, like, is, are they gonna come back bludgeoning? And they're not bludgeoning, but they're bludgeoning esque. They're very bludgeon esque, <laughs> very much so. Uh, their blood, the Bludgeon Brothers music was dope. It, w- it was terrifying. Yeah. So honestly, <laughs> I and I hate Eric Rowan's new I music. Hate, look, they I might as well put the xylophone music back. Look, whoever look, CFO Dollar Sign was like, you need something. <laughs> there you go. In between him and Chad Gable, they have the most generic. This person may not last on the roster. Interest music. I actually kind of like Chad Gable's music, but but the, the Rowan one, I, I the xylophone one was beyond terrible. I used to do Ryback's podcast every week, and I still do it sometimes. But 
he talks about how like because Ryback's music was dope. I loved Ryback's yeah. music. Uh, Ryback's music, and he he said that one time he had to wrestle like a six man tag with Eric Rowan, and as they're about to go out, they played Rowan's music, and everyone looked around like, "How are we supposed to get hyped up? Because this is the worst trash." theme song and Rose all embarrassed too because he knows theme songs suck and so it's a thing it's a running joke between Ryback and I that I know how much he hates Rowan's theme he like he says the he buries that theme song so hard every time it comes up and so when Rowan got new theme music the other day I texted him and I was just like new theme music for Rowan dot 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 still sucks and he just laughed he was like oh man poor guy I just want to know what Rowan's face gotta be like like you're in Gorilla your music plays, and you just gotta have the saddest face out in the back, looking at Vince like, "Can, can I please?" Like, especially because the, the Bludgeon Brothers music was dope, right? You're like, like they finally gave him a cool theme, and then you're like, and like gotta, "Nope, Vince, please, please let me have the metal." Vince, back. And Vince is just pointing. You need to be out, Vince, please. And that's why that's why he's mean in the face when he comes out. He's like, "Argh, this music." <laughs> I want a wrestler to come out one one time and just say, "I hate my entrance." <laughs> I don't care if you think you like it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next we had Sami Zayn come out. He had a, his neck brace thing on. Um, uh, he talks about uh, Ali's already in the ring, and he talks about um, how Ali already defeated uh, Nakamura a few weeks ago, uh, but then he said that Nakamura is not the man that he is now. Now he's with me. It's different. It's a totally different person that he is with him now. Um, and then it's all basically a setup that he grabs Ali's legs, Sami Zayn, and it lets uh, Nakamura hit the Kinshasa in the back of his head, and then uh, they, they walk away. My favorite part of this segment was when uh, Sami was screaming, Kinshasa! And then on commentary, Graves just said, Couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> I watched with the closed captioning on oh, on purpose. Okay, good. When Sami Zayn was saying Kinshasa, all the closed captions said was screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I think all this is literally. I, I think that I think Shinsuke is so cool because he's cashing out. He understands why he's here. I think Shinsuke is gonna put Ali over for this title. I can see that, although. Cape Nakamura is pretty cool right now. That First, cape is pretty fly. Which, by the way, I get it. Somebody, I was like, yo, what about this cape? Did somebody show me his New Japan stuff where he wore a cape? Yeah. But that ain't the same no, cape. No, it's not. This is definitely <laughs> like a dollar store cape, where it's much, but I still love it. Somebody was just like, put this on. <laughs> it was literally looked like he was like in the supply closet of like old costumes and was like, and like it was like it was like a costume like a, a closet filled with old rosebud outfits and was like hmm that's a good cape I like that and he just put it on he was like and he kind of like did it in the mirror was like that's pretty fly because I remember when I was in high school the drama room used to have like closets that had like old uh, blazers that they could use in the school plays as like yeah. costumes and when gnomes around I'd like open it and like hmm, that's a cool blazer like I was shopping in a thrift store and just take one or two and just start wearing it like it was my jacket so I feel like that's probably what he did but I also as much as I laugh about the cape and everything it works with the with the gimmick with the music and everything the cape works with the rock and roll gimmick but I will say Sami Zayn gets annoyed I'm glad they cut off his, his mic on Raw <laughs> but it gets it's like I get what you're doing bro shut down if I was the Miz I'd have yelled out during class championship you don't shut the hell I'm trying to work like <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a bit much it's a bit much yeah. like, I get what you're doing I yeah. get the purpose of it but it becomes over yes overdone like yes. stop yes 
And you know what, with Nakamura, everyone has that one friend who has who can like take some weird style choice and just like if they own it, they, which is Shinsuke Nakamura. That's what he's doing. Yeah, they like if they own it. Then there's nothing that anyone can say. How do you convince Shinsuke we need you to wear a tight leather zip-up jacket? Is that cool? And then just He's say, like, cool, I'll do it. And I'll just, I'll just unzip it a bit. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> just make it comfortable. It, it works with Shinsuke. Yes. It works. Yes, yes. Um, okay, so then they, we, we see Kevin Owens walk out. He's in the audience. Um, they show... Um, Shane backstage, and he sees that Kevin Owens there, and I love that the referee John Cone walks in, and he's like, oh, yeah. "They're so near to you." By the way, Kevin Owens is also here. <laughs> Shane is going, like, "Yeah, uh, yeah." That, <laughs> but it worked. They did every so certain things, little things they did in this segment, in all these segments with the Kevin Owens Shane McMahon thing, made me very happy because there are times they have not done that. Uh-huh. For Shane to be like, "Yes, I'm watching it right now," yes. it was meant to be like because sometimes they don't do that. No. It's like we're watching you. Like uh, we're watching. We see you, we watch, see you watching. watching yeah. Like you're watching it right now. So yes, yes. Uh, I would have loved if that envelope had way more papers in it, though. <laughs> <laughs> and also, wasn't like yellow for some reason. Like what? It was like it got printed on like funny paper at the store. Who, like, like went, who went to FedEx Kinko? <laughs> exactly. Vince was like, print out some legal documents. Get whatever paper they say is good and legal. And somebody went in there and was like, look, I'm working for WWE. <laughs> I need you to have something that's gonna pop out. They was like, "We got the best paper for you. <laughs> it's bright yellow. It's bright yellow. Don't worry, it'll look, yellow. It'll look great on camera." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Vince, I got it right here." They never opened up the envelope because Vince wasn't there this week. They no. said Vince was, but they opened up. And was like, "I got it right here, Eric. I got it. <laughs> I got it right here, Eric. <laughs> Eric. Mr. Bischoff, it's right here. Mr. Bischoff, it's right here." And then, <laughs> for some reason, it's like a paper boy running in my mind. <laughs> Mr. Bischoff, I've got your papers. I've got your papers. I will pay my hat on. I will pay papers, Mr. Bischoff. <laughs> but I, I like this segment how he goes to the ring. And the one thing I like what he did was he told Kevin come to the ring and made sure he said, let him through. Yes. Because normally we'll tell them to come to the ring if they bought it. <laughs> they just, just jump. Because by all regards in the storyline, you don't work there anymore. If you jump the ring, you're supposed to get your ass whooped. Yes, you're supposed to have that big buff lady come in and tackle your right, ass. Which is terrifying to hear. <laughs> like, it's terrifying to have a big buff dude do it. But big buff woman means she got more to prove to show yeah. you she can whoop your yeah. ass. But so when she they got did, Rob Gronkowski, she's going to mess you up. Yeah, but so they did that to make sure, you know, the whole... Everything is legit believable. Give him a mic. Because normally it's just handing him a mic. Yep. Give him a mic. Let him through. He's okay. Those things work for me. Those yep. little, it's small little details when you do that. Because, again, it's pro wrestling, but at the same time, it's TV. Yep. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, this segment for me, so Shane comes, Shane's in the ring. Tells Owens come in, like Jay just said. Security lets him through. Uh, and he says, um, that, that the papers that he was given were unlawful termination suit that would award Kevin Owens $25 million if he wins. Uh, Shane said that Owens' case was weak, even though he hadn't read the documents. Um, but Owens said he had a strong case and called him a dumbass, which I did laugh at because the dumbass line, is all, it's, it's, it popped me. It's, it's a word that, like... You don't hear too much on, like, WWE TV. And when you hear it, you're like, this was earned. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times it's like, bitch, that's the one they go to. But I like the dumbass was just, like, very to the point. Um, but So he says, uh, calls him a dumbass. And uh, he said that sh- – and he tries to lay out his case. Um, and he, I really want to read this because he laid out his case. 
And okay, yeah, two things. Go ahead, say it. No, two go ahead. Go ahead. One, none of the things he laid out were wrongful termination worthy. Like you, could, the, the, the things he laid out were not wrongful termination worthy whatsoever. And two, it's not badass at all to hear two guys discussing the the merits of a case on TV. It's not like the most badass thing <laughs> to hear being like, you've got a case. No, you've got a case. No, I've got a case. No, he's got a case. I'm going to sue you. Yeah. <laughs> like, most people hate lawyers. When they hear the term lawyer, they go, oh, assholes that are trying to ruin right. people's lives. And now you got two people who are like, oh, I'm going to sue you, but I didn't even read this. Well, I've got a case that doesn't make sense. And it was like, I don't know if this is like the way to get, get Kevin Owens to be the man of the people. Like, when he called Shane a dumbass, that was the best part of this. But then he had to tell people, hold on, I'll get to it. When they were, ch- they were chatting, you tapped out. Yeah. Hold on, I'll get to it. Because it basically was, hold on, I got a bunch of stuff the writing team told me I had to say. <laughs> yeah, totally. just, just please, just, just get there. Because you notice all it was. was like, hey, see, I had to bring up this. this which every, the points he made were great. Was like, I you, felt like they were terrible no, 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 points. No. When he said, you find me. For hitting an official yes. in our match. Yes. But what did you do? And again, the wording. Well, point wise, it made sense, but that's not a grounds for wrongful termination suit. No, it's, I, I, agree. <laughs> I didn't say that. I just said the wording. I didn't say nothing about the lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> but the wording, you're right. Yes. What he said yeah. made sense. And then to go into the whole, I'll sue you for $25 million. This is shaming man that does not hurt him. <laughs> I just want I just want people to understand this real quick. Twenty five million dollars, no matter how it sounds to the average, this does not hurt Shane McMahon. But then to say I'm gonna say you're fired, huh? Oh yeah, I left out that ridiculous part of things. Uh, what he said, and then if I win my wrongful termination lawsuit, I get to stand here in the ring and say you're fired. What? Again. When would it, that like my dad and he's gonna hate that I said this, but my dad has a TV show and the premise it's called First Fit. No, sorry. Um, oh, he's gonna be so mad that I don't know the name. Now of you it. know you, your dad's gonna be mad about the show. You don't know what it is. Oh my god. Oh my god. Mr. Box Office. So he has a show on TV called Mr. Box Office, and the, the premise of the show is that this famous actor got in trouble by uh, the law, and yeah, Mr. Box Office. He gets in tr- he got in trouble by the law. And um, his sentence is that he has to go be a school teacher in, like, the hood for... I think I remember this show. It's Bill Bellamy. Yeah, I remember this show. It was on Bounce TV, I think. Probably. It's it's, it's syndicated in random zones. Yeah, Bounce uh, TV. But, and I always thought to myself, that would never happen. A judge would never say your sentence is to work is to as, go work as a teacher in a school. But hey, they've been on for a few seasons. Like people love the show. It's, not, it's and it works. But like the just the, the premise, actually, like that doesn't make any sense. And that was kind of me with this. I went like, what judge would ever be like? Okay, here's your twenty five million dollars, and you get to humiliate that bastard no, on live television. Say, here's your twenty five million dollars. Also, the next time you guys are on Fox, okay, the following <laughs> Friday after this, you're gonna make sure you go to the ring, tell the producers backstage what you're gonna do. Go to the ring, have them cue up your music. You're gonna say some things. Have them cue up Shane's music. Shane, you're gonna come out there because this is in a judgment. You're gonna come out. You're gonna stand in the ring. You're gonna look like you're sniveling. And Kevin, you're gonna go ahead and you're gonna say the words that Shane's father has made famous. You're fired. Then. Shane, you're going to lose your job right there. And you're going to be like, well, wait, 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 
way. I'm a big man. And, <laughs> and then the crowd's going to start chanting, na, 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 na. And then he just starts banging his gavel. Okay, case closed. Get out of here. Next case. Uh, you, sir, murder victim. Okay. Like, you know. I, just, I think we need to, I, I wish, I say this is just, just instantly blown this off. Say, you know what? You have a job. Just not here. Go to NXT. Call it a day. Because we're dragging out this feud. I agree. It's, it's unnecessary. That's how every Shane feud has been. They just take it too far. Yeah, like, too, too long. Too long. This is no like one a- needs to see Shane be the one who's in these prolonged feuds. When Kevin Owens said yes, that's another problem. Kevin Owens is the main one who had, when he even said in this promo, I went on TV and said what everybody in the back end in the WWE Universe was thinking. Yeah, you're on TV too much. Guess what, Kevin? You're helping prolong him being on TV too much. And I understand this is not your call. This is the Booker's call. This is the production. This is Vince's final. This is everything has to be VKM approved. I get that. But Shane McMahon does not need to have a program. No. He doesn't. No. Don't need it. Hopefully it goes away soon. Hopefully. <laughs> I don't think it will. But who knows? We'll see once Fox starts. Uh, maybe maybe there will be some change. We'll see. Oh, God. Uh, Saying so- you've been drafted to the WWE headquarters. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, yeah, we see the AOP promo again. Um, Owen, well, Owens leaves through the crowd. Sorry. Then we see the AOP promo again. Uh, then we get Offset wearing a Ric Flair robe in the ring. Uh, gives Charlotte Flair an introduction. You feel like you're putting your head down here. I get it. Oh, no. However, make sure he says Charlotte Flair. Oh, what did he say? Did I not hear He just said Queen Flair. Oh. (laughs) Like, he forgot Charlotte's name. He pulled an Eva Marie. I didn't even notice that. I must have been not paying attention. Also, why did we show Ric Flair backstage and not have Rick come out to the ring? That was very confusing. (laughs) Well, you know the reason. Well, Rick is... Yeah. Look. No. What is the reason pain? is because he just said that he was going to war with WWE. Remember? Oh, he did. Remember, he like went to TMZ and like said that he was. Oh, I didn't remember that he had, that he had sent a legal letter that he was going to take legal action against them for. Oh no, no, sorry, sorry. He said that he trademarked the name, the, the the nickname, the man, because he is the man. And then apparently he like went to WWE and said he wants tons of money for them to use it. And it was like a whole thing that was all over TMZ. Oh, I missed that part. And then, and then it's like weeks later, he's just like. Yeah, but like, style and profile and backstage real fast, and you know they did like work. It's cool. And if you're only gonna do that, do it at Clash of Champions. True. Where it would have made sense. Yes. It would have made way more sense. I get Offset has the song Ric Flair Drip, which, by the way, you knew. I'm guessing he was also local, though. I'm guessing he was probably in in Atlanta. No, no. Offset is from Atlanta. I know that. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah, but Flair being there. Flair is the other issue I'm having. Offset, I get. Flair will come if they tell him to. Flair is like, I get to be on T. Woo! That's another payment. Light up the jet. <laughs> Light up the jet and take this for alimony payment. But I, I, I just understand. I was like, why show Flair without bringing Flair out? Yeah. I, well, it seemed like it's they just wanted weird. to it was just weird. a bigger deal. of Char- It honestly seemed like they're trying to push more heavily into Charlotte turning face. And oh. so it's like. You give her Rick. You know, she already saved the day with on Raw. Raw. You know, now she's like, there's Rick. You love Rick Flair and his daughter. And then it's like, remember little Nate? Little Nate is there too with Charlotte. And then it's like, oh yeah, by the way, most relevant hip hop artists we've probably ever had on WWE TV. Uh, Not Pitbull. Well, <laughs> at least like at the time, you know, no, no, I realize yeah. that Pitbull is very no, not awesome. At the time, no, yeah. I feel like the, this the, is probably... The Migos are the biggest thing out of Atlanta in the city where you're in. Yeah. It works all the, with a Ric Flair robe on. Exactly. I was like, I think that was the purpose, was to be like, get some of that offset 
love to Charlotte. Have you seen so the video she, of Ric Flair drip? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. When, Ric Flair act, when Ric Flair was actually in the video, I was like, we really got Flair on a rooftop in a rap video, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, I remember someone tried to tell me that Ric Flair wasn't like a pop culture icon once, and then when that video came out, I was like, Really? You're going to try and tell me now like that he's not a pop culture icon? I mean, you see it in sports locker rooms after teams win the game. Everybody's strutting. But it was just the match itself was weird, too. Yeah. Because. Yeah, it wasn't the match I thought I, I was looking. I was I expected it to be. And I'm wondering, is it that they tamed them down? I think it was. Because, That's the vibe I get. Because we know for a fact. Open the door back there? Yeah, somebody just opened the door. Hello? Uh, Can I help you? Yes. Who are you? Who is this? Hey, we're recording something. I think you're in the wrong room. So that's all right. Oh. And now that. I want this to stay in the bloopers. Were you here before? Yes. Uh, I think it's just that Sorry. Okay. Yeah, we're live. It's funny, my first day here, I did that. I, like, walked in while they were recording something, and I was like, uh, uh sorry. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I think they were, I, I think they were, I'm going to leave all that in, because okay. it's awkward as fuck, and I think it's funny, so. I think it's, I just was like, I hope this stays in. Yeah, I'm staying, I'm leaving it in. Sorry for the, for the podcast listeners, it's going to be a little more confusing, but <laughs> I'm sure you'll like our feared faces when all of a sudden the door behind us opened from the outdoors. It's, that's supposed to be locked. Whew. Terrifying. Very terrifying. <laughs> uh, I was but, like going around like, God, I hope this guy doesn't have a knife or something. Like Ryan would have, guy with a knife. If Ryan would have died, I would have just kindly got up, gingerly, grabbed my laptop. They'd be like, what's happening in the studio? Oh, Ryan's being murdered. At least what? it would have been on TV. <laughs> at least it would have been filmed. I mean, we'd have had all, man, this, this would have went viral. That would have been like some scream shit right yes, there. Yes, it would. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, but yes, I think they held back a little bit because I think that, you know, these two can go. I don't think they needed to go full but force. But the problem is, too, is it diminishes Sasha a little bit. Because you had, I get who Charlotte is. Sasha's this new heel who has this new, more aggressive streak. Charlotte was putting all types of heat on her, will shine on her. And I was like, wait, this should go back and forth a little bit. If you're going to have it get thrown out by DQ or Bailey at the end anyway, have it go back and forth. Not having Charlotte just overtake the match. Because by that case, you could have just had her eliminate Bailey, then get the pen. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I feel like they should be giving Sasha a little... They should... Because they feel like they're protecting Sasha still because they're doing, like, DQ finishes and and stuff like that to kind of go around her actually losing. But I would like to see them give her wins. Or this new edge should have been the... The birth of the, the stronger new, yes. Sasha Banks. And that, and also, if you're going to play the sniveling coward heel, which it seems like that's what they're playing with her, then make it seem like that. Don't have her, you know, make it consistently seem like that. Because we keep seeing her grabbing chairs, like coming up strong and not backing down. If she's going to play the sniveling coward heel, you get a chair, drop it, roll out the ring. Yep. Things like that. They're not doing this. It's not consistent with Sasha right now. Yep. And so we have to have this leading up to a, a Hell in a Cell match with Becky Lynch, where she's more than likely going to lose. Yep. Yep. No, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Well, wait, who's more than like, who's going to like Sasha? I think Sasha's going to win. You think Sasha finally, because she was in, well, she lost the first one. Yeah, she lost the first one when she was in it. Okay, it would make sense. Okay. I just think, I think that Sasha wins 
I think Becky's going to get switched to SmackDown. So because of that, I think... Okay, I can see that. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I think they want Becky on SmackDown. They need her her on it. I think so. You need star power on SmackDown. You don't, unfortunately. I think Becky and Seth go to SmackDown. Yeah. And that's why The Fiend wins the title. And that's why they did that. But who becomes your top? Because who else? Let's say Seth was going to Raw. Or sorry, sorry, let's say Seth was going to SmackDown. They knew this, right? Is there anyone else that really could have been believably the champion? I guess Braun. But The Fiend is like the hottest thing in wrestling. Why not just say... We're moving forward anyways. Let's just try it. Fuck it. Let's pull the trigger on it. But also, I'm trying to think. I, I can see both of them because they're going to stay together. That's a power couple like Charlotte and Andrade. Where one goes, the other goes. No matter what. Do you wh- think if... No, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, That's yeah. a power couple move. Yeah. That, where one goes, the other go. You are not... They And also, they've made sure... This is one thing I commend the WWE on doing. They try their hardest not to split up relationships. Yeah. Back in the day, they wouldn't care. No, they, they tried their hardest not to split up relationships. So the question becomes, once you say Seth goes to SmackDown, who becomes their top babyface? Because it for damn sure ain't Braun Strowman. On, on Raw. the Raw side of things. It's a good question. It for damn sure is not. And it can't be Ricochet after what they did Monday night. I think you move someone from SmackDown over that fills that role. But okay. I just don't know who. I'm trying to think of top, just like someone that comes to mind. I, if... The vibe I am getting... You get Kevin Owens? The vibe, well, I was say, the vibe I am getting... And this is just me speculating, obviously, but, like, it feels to me like SmackDown is going to be the new A-show akin to Raw. Of course. And that Raw is going to become the edgiest it can be in the TV-14 realm while also showcasing... Things you haven't younger talent. I don't want to say younger, but different emerging things. talent, emerging talent, or just different things. Like SmackDown's <clears throat> gonna be the stars. Oh yeah. I think Raw is gonna be a bit more experimental. I think going forward, I think that that's why there's gonna be this announcer. Sh- I think there's gonna be announcer change. I think there's gonna be the Fiend as like this horror well, movie. Well, I think we're gonna see new and it'll work. Edgier, and I believe content. it'll work on SmackDown because not SmackDown, excuse me, Raw because of Heyman. Yes, it's just when it comes to SmackDown, you put the star power behind it because you need the viewership, of course, but also your leadership in the back. It's Bischoff, Michael Hayes, and I forgot who else it is. That it's is Koski, like Bischoff, Hayes, um, Pritchard. That is not as comforting as it should be. Yeah. Let's just be honest. To hear those are the guys who are going to run SmackDown when it goes live to Fox, that is not as common. As much people want to say, well, Bischoff had WCW and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but this is something different. This is something completely different. Mm-hmm. But when you put this, okay, Becky goes to SmackDown, where she works at. She's from SmackDown. Boom. Brock stays on SmackDown. You need that. Now you're building all this up. And then you go back to the whole Sasha Banks thing. Sasha stays on Raw. Do you eventually... Split her and ba- Bailey up for good, or do you put them together on both sh- on the show? You got to put them together on, on the same show because that's the only way this thing works. Yes, because now with this brand brand exclusivity thing we have going on, you gotta have Bailey follow Sasha no matter where she goes. Yep. So we'll yep. See. No, I agree. I think I think Raw will see guys will become more of the guys who were called up from NXT that are maybe dwindling a little bit. I think to fill that role that you were talking about, we might see maybe a push-up like an Aleister Black. Like, that's that's who I could see filling that void for a little while. He goes like, you know, who he's been calling for someone to knock on his door, 
I feel like it's only a matter of time before the fiend knocks on his door or something along those lines. Or just, he just, I, I, I don't know. But I feel like Andrade, Alistair, Zelina feel like they'll be put on Raw. I think Heyman knows what to do with those guys better yeah, than the other. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah. I bet you we can see if push of, of Alistair Black is one of the top guys. Yeah, but if Andrade goes, Charlotte goes. Remember, yeah, when I say power couples, I'm talking Becky and Seth, Charlotte and Andrade. You can look at me. Some people probably looking at the screen or listen to the podcast going to power couple. Yes. Oh, yeah, they are. They are definitely a power couple. Yeah, I guess you're right. I feel like Andrade has to switch. Mm. (laughs) That was so hard. Honestly, I got to do one of those, like, draft fantasy draft things. It works, too, because it makes it easier for Charlotte to get her 10. That's true, too. It makes Charlotte easier to get her 10 on Raw. Well, you know, I don't... Mm, that's tough. I feel like Charlotte... Charlotte excels on SmackDown. She does. She's been really good on SmackDown. She's been great on SmackDown. Remember, she was on Raw for a point in time, but she has excelled on SmackDown. Yeah. All right. Ugh, this is so tough. I don't know how they, honestly, I would lose my mind trying to do one of these. I mean, it'd be fun. But um, so Carmella came in there uh, at the end of the match and gets involved. Very random. <laughs> I mean, I know that like if you follow them on social media, them, you know that there's a Bay Mella and Bailey and Carmella are friends, and now Bailey's gonna have to be caught in between the two people she's most friendly with. But I feel like that's such like a deep thing that like if you aren't like big fans of theirs, you are not super aware of. That's like the whole when they take angles from Total Divas and, totally. try, and try to weave them in. <laughs> yeah, like those are ones I follow too, but yeah. But you get what I'm saying? You totally. take those. Yes, and we both just basically admitted, we watch Total Divas. Now, <laughs> but it's, it's certain things you have to have followed them on the outside. It, yes. And I understand too, it's, they're hoping that they're, because of the social media following that the WWE has garnered and the way they've built their social media reach, that a lot of their following who will come to watch the shows are now going to know, Oh man, they're friends. But that was the problem. They said they were friends on the commentary, but they didn't bring up how we know about their friendship. Yeah, we I know, agree. They, like, we don't know about the social media. So, unless next week on SmackDown shows former Instagram posts, Twitter posts, and things like that, then you help build it up. Bailey was my first friend when I got to NXT. But also, I, nobody wants to see Bailey versus Carmella for the SmackDown women's title. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as much as I love the, I love what Carmella is doing with with Truth with twenty four seven. I love what she was able to do when she had this t- title herself. But it was also it was James Ellsworth helped because there was certain things. Well, and also she was had she had been doing her thing for a little while. She's been doing her thing. She's just been our Truth's valet for the past six months. She's been doing it right. And I'm not saying she needs somebody to bounce off of, but it helps boost what she can do up. Mm-hmm. She's good at what she does, but when she has somebody to bounce off of. Bailey's thing is now I'm the role model, which we all been seeing coming. But now her thing, her her edge is switched to I'm Sasha's friend. I'm Sasha's friend. I'm Sasha's friend. And it's like, where are we going to go with this? Does this work to a few where we're going to care about? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I I feel the exact same way about it. I I, I have faith because I am happy to see other people getting an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I agree with you. I felt like it was very out of left field. It was like, wait, what? Like, where's and why? What? She's just like, that's not the thing that she's been doing. Okay, I'm all right. Um, I just want to make sure we have a few extra minutes in here. What time are we doing this? Where? Are, what day? Today's Wednesday. What's the eleven thirty? What is this? Studio A? Uh oh. 
Ooh, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna uh, Baron Corbin, Chad Gable. I liked it. No, I'm. You know what my thing is? It's Corbin's King of the Ring going to be like his Money in the Bank win. It's going to be like everything else we built up for him just to say he has another title behind him. I thought the same thing. Actually, I, I enjoyed it. I actually that enjoyed was my this whole number, my main main thought. I wanted to say was that is Corbin's King of the Ring just a thing? Because yeah, we're I know everybody else who's been King of the Ring that they talk about have gone on to do great things, and I understand that Baron Corbin losing Money in the Bank was due to Baron Corbin's own thing when he talks a lot of shit about Dave Prezak. Or Dave it, Meltzer, you mean? Dave Meltzer, excuse me, Mel- Meltzer. But is this just going to be something for them to do? Just say, okay, you're king of the ring, good. I honestly felt the same way watching this. I enjoyed it. I thought he played his part well, but I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, it kind of felt like a retread of money in, of when he was money in the bank t- holder, you yeah. know? Um, I felt the same way, but I, I, I did like his cockiness. His cockiness made me laugh. Like, mm-hmm. his promo, you know, the stuff that he was saying did make me laugh. Um, even when he was making fun of Chad Gable and stuff, I laughed. And Chad Gable coming out and just, like, not taking it and just ruining everything the set, I was into it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, our next, we had Heavy Machinery and... The B team. No, is, nobody cares about yeah. this. Can we go on from yes, there? Yes, we can. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> um, so then we um, Daniel. Daniel comes out. He says, uh, uh, Rowan, he said, talk about Rowan said people didn't see him. That's a lie. Uh, he saw Eric Rowan and his talent and his, talent and his intelligence. Um, he said he always thought of Rowan as an equal, and he still thinks that Rowan is his friend. Rowan comes out, says they were never equals. You always had me stand behind you. Um, I'm no longer going to allow myself to get disrespected. And then Brian gets all fired up and he says, well, if you feel disrespected, do something about it. Um, and he basically says that um, nothing he could do to him physically would amount to the breaking of their friendship and betrayal. And he does like this thing, which is very reminiscent of when he was in the Wyatt family and he dropped to his knees for the Wyatt family. Um, and, and Rowan will stand there then. Harper hits him from behind. They start beating up Daniel Bryan. Roman Reigns comes out. Superman punch, of course. Which, by the way, he ran past Harper. That whole, honestly, anytime he runs to the ring to do the Superman punch, it makes me laugh because for some reason it's like he's an actual superhero and he's oblivious to everyone. Like, the fact that <laughs> Rowan stood there for so long again waiting for him to come out and still gets punched is the craziest thing to me. I don't that you don't stand there with that is my there's where it that's what it is thank you brain he's reminding me of Nathan Jones some of the things Nathan Jones used to do <laughs> Nathan if please go watch Nathan Jones early matches he would do stuff like that just stand there like this come on you know what Roman Reigns is going to you do you know what he's going to do like we and I you can't say oh well he's going to believe he's going to do something else Roman Reigns does five things ladies and gentlemen five I said the last week and we're here again I said the same I was like he stood there waiting for himself to get punched. I'll take it one week. But now second week, and I'm like, can't they make Rowan look a little smarter? Also, he Roman Reigns runs right past. This is Luke Harper in the middle of the ramp. This is Roman Reigns. All right, I'm going to go past you. Like, what? If I'm Luke Harper, I'm booting him in the face. He's not supposed line. to get that yeah. clothesline. He's not supposed to get past you. It makes no sense. Those, those are tiny things that also drive me crazy. And I don't know if it's like a producer in me or what, but I just go like, 
That would never happen. Well, for me as a wrestler, one of the things I do, like I just had my match Saturday when I was working PBA, and one of the things we always, me and all of the guys talk about, is ring psychology. Whether it's a match or different things, the segments are setting up. Things should make sense. (laughs) We want the fans to believe this. I am not going to believe that Roman Reigns is going to see a seven-footer stand in front of him. Just run to the side. The seven-footer is going to be like, and that's it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But... Clearly, the WWE was I, like... It, just, it always reminds me of that scene in Rasta Powers where the guy's coming with the steamroller, and the steamroller's coming, and the guy's like, no! For the whole long time. For like time. two, five minutes, yeah. where he's like, oh! It's like, I, it makes up every time Roman Reigns does that. And I get that it's his thing, but it cracks me up every time, because you're just like, why wouldn't you just stand right at the ropes? Just go stand the ropes? How's he gonna, he's going to scoot in under your legs? Just <sighs> cut him off so he doesn't have that run-in time. Think of some kind of strategy <laughs> against this Superman punch. <sighs> okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yep. um, but then, so he comes in, he attacks, they beat him up. Then um, they then beat up Daniel Bryan again, and they uh, powerbomb him through the table. Also, they beat up a bunch of security guards, and that's how the show ends. Um, I did like that they made them look very strong at the end of the show. I like that, that Harper and Rowan are as strong as they were making them as the Bludgeon Brothers, but without the dumb hammer gimmick. We are going to see a tag team match at Hell in a Cell with Harper and Luke Harper and Eric Rowan versus Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Why do we need this? We don't at all. Because now we have to see Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns act like a well-oiled machine. They're such a cohesive unit. You know that's what's about to happen and it's going to piss me off. For the past several months you've been down. Okay, you didn't didn't have the attack on me. Fine. We have a current enemy. You know, but whatever. But still. A piece of me thinks that he's gonna this is all a trick. But they beat him up pretty hard, so I'm not sure. But a piece of me thinks that he's still the mastermind behind all of this. Because there was that announcement he was going to make that he never made. Who's your daddy? <laughs> all right, Jay Washington. <laughs> we got to head out of here. Where can people find you on the internet? Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Jay Washington. M-R-J-A-Y-W-A-S-H-I-N-G-T-O-N. Uh, YouTube.com slash J-A-Y Washington 8-0. And the Matt Titan Podcast. Where I get you caught up on everything happening to Marvel and DC. Live action cinematic universes. You also got a wrestling podcast, too, don't Catch you? Catch me on the Wrestling Compadre Slamcast as well. At <laughs> uh, Ryan Satin for me on social media. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where, you can find all the t- that's where you can find all the videos that we do here on Wrestling Sheet. The Ron Smackdown recaps. Uh, wrestling Sheet Radio as well. Uh, ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website. But if you just want to listen to the audio shows that we do here, then go check out your favorite podcast platform and search for Wrestling Sheet Radio. Subscribe there. It helps out a lot. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. ProWrestlingSheet.com Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm. 
Good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 